Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. Hey everybody, hope everyone's doing well out there today. We find ourselves right in the middle of fall here in 2020 and it's been a wild year. But uh, fall is my favorite season, I hope it's a good season for you. Today we want to talk about this idea of custom making something. Custom making something. You guys probably know what that is. Uh, my kids love the toy Legos. And I remember loving Legos when I was a little kid. And the reason I loved Legos is because you could make anything with Legos, right? You could you could make something, you could make a tower, make a castle. And uh, then you could tear it down and you could make something completely different, like a rocket ship. There was just, you know, an endless possibility of things that you could make with Legos. So that was always one of my favorite toys. Uh, any kind of blocks that you could make different things with was, was always better than one toy that always did the same thing, right? And we like that. We like custom making things in this world. Or let me give you a kind of an adult example. Um, how about when we go to those burrito places like Chipotle or Moe's or one of those and you kind of get to make your own burrito bowl, right? And those places are fun because you get to determine what you want on there. I've never been to those hibachi places where they cook right in front of you, so... The only experience I have of really custom making something is when I go to these burrito places and I tell them what I want in my burrito bowl and and it's fun because you get to tell them you know how much of this, how much of that, which things you don't want, which things you do want. You feel kind of like a king when you go there. Um, sadly, though, I have a I have a dietary issue. I can't have any dairy, and so I like dairy. I like cheese, but when I go to these places, I have to be very careful to not have too much cheese on mine, not a lot of sour cream or anything like that that will bother my stomach. And so when I'm telling the people what to put on my burrito bowl, I have to tell them to, you know, be very careful with the cheese or very small amount of cheese or very, just a dab of sour cream. Because if I do anything beyond that, it's just going to be a bad experience for me. And so I notice when they're putting people's bowls together that they're, you know, I mean, these people do this all day long. They're making burrito bowls all day long. So they've, they've grown accustomed to just throwing things on a bowl when people say an item. But but when I come through, I have to tell them, you know, be very delicate with the cheese. <laughs> I don't say it that way, but, you know, a small amount of cheese and just, just a little bit of sour cream and, you know, don't be heavy handed. And and I always feel like, you know, a big annoying person when I do that. But what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to help myself not struggle, have a good lunch, have a good meal, but at the same time not suffer because of that. And so I, I have to tell them to make it a certain way. Because I know that if they don't, if if they, if they just throw that cheese and the sour cream on there and it's just, it's going to be really yummy, but I'm going to suffer for that. And my point in bringing this up today is because of something I found in the scripture. Now, this past Sunday, we were in James chapter two, and we were talking about the sin of partiality and how it's not right to love only some people and neglect other people. One of the things that constantly comes up in James two is this idea of judging, this idea of judging one another. He says, he gives this little scenario of two people walking into the same church assembly. One person is rich and they have nice clothing on. The second person is poor and they have shabby clothing on. And in this scenario, the person says to the rich person, you know, you go sit in this fine seat that we have, the best seat that we have. And then the person says to the poor person, you go stand over there or sit down at my feet. And James says, when you do things like that, he says, have you not made, made distinctions or judgments among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? He says, it's not right of you to judge people based on how they look. 
It's not right of you to treat people differently based on how they look or what you think of them. That is wrong. That's, that's you judging someone, and, and we're not the judge. There is only one judge, and he's a perfect judge, and he sees everything perfectly accurate. So when he will hand out judgment, and there is a day coming called Judgment Day, he will hand out the perfect dosage of judgment, perfectly fair, perfectly just, according to what is right. He knows all the facts. He knows everything from the heart to the outward actions. And the problem is, is you and I don't. So we judge a book by its cover. We look at someone and go, oh, well, they look this way. Therefore, they must be this certain way. And James says, you don't have the right to do that. And he brings it up again. He says this in, you bump down a few verses in James 2. He says in verse 12, he says, So speak and so act as those who are to be judged under the law of liberty. After he tells us to show love to all people, after he tells us to treat everyone with the same kindness and generosity, he says, So speak and act as those who are to be judged. There's the idea of judgment again, only this time we're the ones being judged. Speak and act as those who are to be judged under the law of liberty. And then he says in verse 13, For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. And when I read that again, it it triggered another thought in my mind from a passage in Matthew 7. And I'll just read this passage, the first two verses. I'm sure you've heard this passage before, but it says in Matthew 7, verses 1 and 2, Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. I asked you if you like custom making things. And most of us do because we can custom make an experience that is really suitable for what we like. Anytime in life they give you an opportunity to custom make something, generally you should probably take that because You can custom make the experience or the item of food you're eating according to what you want. You can leave out the things you don't want. You can get extra of the things that you want. Like when I go to those burrito places, I make sure I get extra meat because I love meat. They throw the extra meat on there. I love it. And so I I get it perfectly. I get the extra meat. I just get a little dab of dairy. And it's, it's a perfect meal. And I like that because I can custom make it according to what I want and what I need. Well, this idea of custom making comes up again here in, in Matthew chapter 7, and it's and I want to link the two passages together, James 2 and Matthew 7, because Jesus now speaking in Matthew 7 says, don't judge so that you be not judged. He says, judge not so that you don't be judged, that you aren't judged. He says, for with the judgment you pronounce on others, you will be judged. Do you notice that? And with the measure you use, that measure will be measured back to you. As if to say, you can custom make your judgment experience. You can custom make judgment day. Now, we need to be careful here a little bit. Okay, God is not going to allow us all the leeway and all the liberty to just make all the rules on judgment day. That's not what he's saying, and we need to be careful there. What he's basically saying is, listen... If you want mercy and compassion and forgiveness on Judgment Day, it is possible. It is possible because we know that's why Jesus Christ came. He came to give mercy, to give compassion, to give forgiveness to those who need it. And you can have it. You can have that even on Judgment Day. And that's that's a fantastic thing to know is that on Judgment Day, I can find a heavy dose 
of mercy, compassion, and forgiveness. But the way that I find that is now by giving that out to others. And Jesus, in a way, is saying, listen, you're going to custom make your judgment experience. If you want to give out judgment now, if you want to give out harsh treatment now, if you want to give out cruelty and severe judgment to people now, that's what you should expect to get on the last day from God. If you're going to make yourself a judge, if you're going to sit in the, in the chair of the seat of the judge today and, and start throwing around judgments to those people around you, whether it's poor or a different race, just people you don't like or you know people that don't vote like you, and you know social media has really brought out this aspect of judgment more than I've ever seen anyone before struggle with this. You know, I almost can't go on social media because I just can't take the amount of judgmentalism that I see. And it, it's basically eight out of ten posts are judging people for things that they said or things that they did or things that they are or things that they aren't. And people are making this long Facebook rant about, you know, this person did this or this person is this way and therefore I don't like them and therefore they're not good and therefore you shouldn't vote for them. And and I just think it's a messy process. You look at the scripture, it's, it's a very a dangerous process. And the reason it's dangerous is because right now, whether we want to believe it or not, we're custom making our judgment day experience. If we are the judges and we act like the judges today and we sit in the chair and we start throwing around judgment and, and harsh treatment and high bars and very low on compassion, very low on mercy, Jesus seems to be saying and James seems to be saying, because you notice what it says in James, he says, speak and act as those who are to be judged under the law of liberty. Liberty, which liberty is, is supposed to prove to you there, there's an aspect of mercy and forgiveness and compassion available at Judgment Day. If you want to be judged by the law of liberty, that's possible. But for that to happen, you should be showing liberty and kindness and compassion to those in your life right now. And that's basically what James 2, the first passage, was all about. You should show kindness and compassion to the poor and the rich. Not just the rich. You should show it to the minorities and the whites and the blacks and the browns and everybody because we're all the same. We're all made in God's image. And if you want a good judgment day experience, if you want compassion and forgiveness and mercy on the last day, if you want to be judged by the law of liberty, that's the exact same treatment you should give other people now. And I was just taken by that. Because that's not what I experience, even in my own heart. What I experience is me jumping to all kinds of conclusions about people that are harsh. You know, I, I do it day to day when I'm walking around and driving around. I do it in the car when I see people on the road and I, I look at them and go, oh man, you know, this person must be old or this person must be disabled or this person must be a woman. <laughs> you know, and, and I look at all these things and go, oh man, they, they must be this way because of something I've seen and something I've noticed. And I'm very severe sometimes with people. And I'm severe Sometimes when I see things on TV, when I see things on social media, and I notice myself severe. I notice myself throwing around judgment like a judge. And James and Jesus are saying to us, saying to me, be careful. Be very careful how you judge others. Because look, notice what Jesus says. With the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. Okay, with the same bar, the same level that you're giving other people. That's the level that you're going to be judged by. 
Now, if you're living a perfect life, a flawless life, if you're living completely according to the Word of God and you're never stumbling and never failing and never making a mistake, then I guess go right ahead. But here's the thing, no one can say that. No one can say that. Every single one of us messes up every single day. And it's just the reality. I wish it wasn't true, but there's something every day that I misspeak, something that I do, something that I, I mutter under my breath, something that I, man, I, I neglect someone that, that is in need. Every single day I do something that I shouldn't do. And if God was going to give me swift judgment based on how I act, I'm in real big trouble, guys. Really big trouble. But I'm thankful. I am thankful that my God is merciful. I'm thankful that he's slow to anger. I'm thankful that he's abounding in steadfast love. I'm thankful that he's merciful to those who are sinners. And right there, I'm I'm teaching myself how to treat others. Because if I want mercy from God, if I want compassion, if I want forgiveness from God, it makes entirely common sense that I should give that out to other people. And Jesus is saying, not only is it common sense that you should give that out to other people, you're custom making your judgment day experience. I mean, that seems to be what he's saying to me. Judge not that you be not judged, for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. If you're severe with people, God will be severe with you. If you're merciful towards people, God will be merciful towards you. Now, these aren't even the two the only two passages that talk this way. There's an entire parable in the Gospels. And maybe you remember this. It's the parable of the unforgiving servant. In this parable, I'll just give you the gist of it. In this parable, this, this guy has a really large debt that he owes the king. And this master, this king, is very compassionate to this man, and he forgives his debt. The man goes up and begs for mercy and says, listen, I don't have what I need to pay you. Could you be merciful? Could you give me a little bit longer time to get the money together? And the the king does something shocking. He completely removes the debt. He takes the debt completely away from the man and says, you don't owe me a dime. I've taken it away. I've seen your plea. I've heard your plea. I'm a merciful judge. I'm a merciful king. I take your debt completely away. You don't owe me a dime. And the man, you know, walks away and is entirely thankful for that. And he, he owed an entirely huge sum of money that he was never going to be able to pay back. It was going to take this, this entire life, his entire life, to even pay this debt off. And so in this instant, this king completely takes the debt away from this man, and this man owes nothing anymore. And can you imagine how freeing that would be? That this man doesn't owe a dime after owing this huge sum of money that he was never going to be able to pay. But the parable continues. The same day, someone he encounters someone that owes him money. And in this experience, this man owes him, like, I don't know what the modern-day equivalency is. Let's say it's 50 bucks, okay? And let's say the debt that he was just owed, the debt, the debt that he owed the king, let's say $50,000. Or you can even say 500000 a really large sum of money, okay? And the king forgave his debt. In that same day, the man goes and he, and he encounters a man that owes him 50 bucks. And can you imagine what this man would do to someone after just experiencing an incredibly large act of mercy and compassion and forgiveness from having his debt removed. I mean, you can imagine what this man would do. He would go, you owe me 50 bucks. That is no big deal at all. I was just forgiven this huge sum of money. And friend, it's okay. 50 bucks is nothing compared to what I was just removed from. I I don't owe this large debt anymore because this king was so merciful to me 
Therefore, 50 bucks, you owe me 50 bucks. It's nothing. I'm going to remove the debt. You don't owe me anything, friend. That's what would happen, right? But that's not what happens. In this parable, the man, I think it says he chokes him. He like chokes the man and says, give me the money you owe me. And then he hands him over to the, to the magistrates and has him kind of thrown in prison. Because the man couldn't pay him the 50 bucks that he owed. And that, that parable is supposed to be shocking to us. And it is. Every time I read it, I'm shocked that someone would act such a way. And in the parable, as the parable ends, it says, the master finds out about it. The master that forgave the debt of the man that was like 50000 or $500,000, he finds out that the man couldn't forgive the debt of 50 bucks. And you know what it says? It says he's angry. He's very angry. And now he changes his judgment. Now he changes his act of mercy towards the man. And, and, he, and he switches it around and says, now you owe me every penny. I remove the mercy. I remove the forgiveness that I gave you. And now the debt is back on you. And I'm going to throw you into prison until you can pay me every single penny you owe because I'm so angry that I forgave you this huge sum of money, this huge debt, and you couldn't forgive a fraction of that from someone else in the very same day. And the lesson is speaking to us something powerful to say, listen, God, Jesus Christ, was that king. He came, he laid, laid down his life, he yielded up his life unto death, he died on a cross so that he could forgive our debt, so that our sins would be wiped clean because the payment has been made and we don't owe anything if we believe in Jesus Christ. He's that king. And the amount of sin and amount of debt that I owe to God is beyond my comprehension. But Jesus forgave it all. And he says, you don't owe me anything anymore. You don't, it's all clean, it's all clear. You don't, you don't have to pay for one single sin. I've covered it all, I've paid it all. But in this parable, I go out and, and someone wrongs me and I can't forgive them. And now Jesus finds out about that and goes, well, wait a minute, I forgave you every single one of your sins, every evil thought and motive you've had of the heart, every single action you've, you've made that was a misstep, that was wrong according to my law, I forgave it all. And you couldn't forgive your friend, you couldn't forgive this person in your life who did something so much smaller than what you've done to me. And in the parable, According to what the parable says, he puts the debt back on us and says, okay, then you don't get mercy either. And I've always looked at that parable and go, really, would he do that? Man, would, would Jesus do that if I wasn't merciful towards my, towards my family members and friends and people in my life who, who have wronged me? If, if I don't show them mercy, will he take my mercy and forgiveness away? Well, that's what the parable seems to say. And then I see this in Matthew 7 and he says, for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And then James says, speak and act as those who are to be judged under the law of liberty. Or maybe the better way to say it is, act like those who want to be judged under the law of liberty. Guys, if you want mercy, and that's a silly question, if you want mercy and forgiveness from God, you must show mercy and forgiveness to others. Okay, and that is not contrary to the gospel. That is what the gospel message comes and shouts to you. The king is merciful. The king will show you mercy. The king will pardon you. The king will forgive all your sins. Now go and do likewise.
That's what the gospel message screams at us. And so we all want that. We all want to custom make our judgment day experience and go, man, I, I don't want to be judged on judgment day. I don't want my sins accounted against me. I don't want to find any punishment for the wrongs that I've done against God. Okay, that's possible. But in order for that to happen, you need to be that way to other people. You need to be merciful and forgiving to other people. Because now God is watching. The master is watching every single day. He's watching how we act, if we judge, or if we're merciful to those around us. And he's tallying our judgments. He's making a point and a note of how we treat others. Because whatever we do towards others, he's going to do towards us on a grander scale, on an eternal scale, at judgment day. And I'm telling you right now, that is all I need to hear. That is all I need to hear for me to change my perspective today to say I don't want to judge anyone ever again. And especially today, I am going to be very careful to sit on the judgment seat and start throwing around harsh judgments of people because that's not what I want God to do to me. I want God's mercy. I want God's forgiveness. I want his compassion. And God says, that's what I want to give you. But you need to be that way to other people. And now I've already done that. I've already taken your debt away. Your debt is free. Your debt is clear. You don't owe a dime. Not one sin will you have to pay for because I died on the cross and I paid for every single one of your sins. But your life isn't over. Now you're walking and acting as a Christ ambassador and you had better show the exact same mercy and compassion and forgiveness to those as Jesus has shown to us. And if you don't, with the judgment you pronounce, it will be judged to you. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. I hope you would hear this today. That we don't need to judge, and it's very, very dangerous to judge others. Because we're not the judge. And right now, we're custom making our judgment day experience. By whatever we hand out to other people is what we're going to get from God. That's enough, right? That's enough of a motivator to say, well, I'm going to show mercy. I'm going to show compassion and kindness and forgiveness today because my God has done that for me and that's exactly the kind of judgment day experience that I want. I hope that's encouraging to you. I hope you would look around to the people around you and, and, and change your perspective from how can I judge them to what do they need from me? How can I treat them with kindness? How can I treat them with love? and be motivated and inspired and even convicted from your Lord that he's done that for you on such a grand scale. And we can do it on a scale much less according to what people owe us. I hope that's encouraging to you. Get out there and love those around you and do it because Jesus has loved you so much. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.